This is the West Coast Project podcast for The Affair. Stopped my Orange is the New Black. I know, I still want to say it. I still want to say it, too. I don't know why. It's the, uh, it's the, I don't know why. It's, it's like, uh, <laughs> does it flow better? Does it sound more natural than The Affair? I think so. I think you have to say West Coast Project for The Affair in place of for oranges. I don't know. I don't know why it would. It's got a balanced number of syllables, right? Like West Coast Project podcast, Orange is the New Black versus just the affair. Right. I don't know. It makes zero sense. I know. But I agree. So, Michelle, what did you think of episode nine of the affair? Man, it it got real this time, didn't it? I mean, we had a lot of, lot of stuff going on, and uh, uh, this, was, this was one time that I literally paused the TV, put my head in my hands, and like groaned. I could not believe some of the stuff that was going on in this. I don't know if I'm just really invested or really thought things were going to be one way and then they're another way or whatever, but... Geez, I was just like, some of the stuff really affected me. I thought it was a great episode. I thought it definitely played off of episode eight. I thought they just really carried the ball into episode nine. I'm afraid now, based on what I've heard, that we're not going to finish this season and like give us a good, strong cutoff, which I was really looking forward to. But I guess we'll just have to wait and see. Yeah, of course that. not. They're going to leave enough to make a season two. At the expense of the wrapping up the story, they're going to buy another audience for next year. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I I had hopes that they were going to at least, we were going to end up knowing who was telling the truth, whose story was more was more true. And I'm not sure we're going to know that now. And I think there's going to be a whole lot of really disappointed people. You can only take this much chaos and this much double storytelling for so long before people are, I'm afraid, going to get fed up with it, maybe. Maybe not. Yeah, they can't just explain these interpretations or misrememberings as a result of the differing point of views. Some of it has to finally make sense. It has to add up. Like, we're always saying, well, that's that's because that's Allison's point of view. That's because it's Noah's. Mm -hmm. It it has to add up as a story to become a, you know, a good, to leave us with the feeling like we've just watched a good adventure, good drama and I don't know if they're going to be able to do that. I think, like you're right, like you said, they're going to they're going to leave it open to probably some interesting stuff for next season. But I don't know if that's going to call this season a good, you know, good story. No, I think they. I mean, I'm scared at this point that they're not going to wrap it up to enough people's satisfaction because you've got like this almost cult following of this show and the show has turned out to be I was thinking a couple days ago how glad I was that we started doing this show. I mean, we got in on it just a few episodes in, and I don't know. I mean, I'm so glad. The show has really, it's really been been a real highlight to me. And I just hope that they end the first season strongly, because if they don't, I'm afraid that, you know, you can't be invested in something that you're not sure is going to give you some kind of resolution at some point. And if we watch it for a whole season, we need some resolutions. 
Well, I just hope it turns out as good as Lost did. Ah. <laughs> no comment. Let's talk about this episode, Michelle from Tennessee. I thought it was really clunky. Oh, um, did you really? Yeah, all this stuff, that was bullshit. Sleeping with Oscar now. She's Is there anyone on the show Elson has not slept with? Um, well, I don't know. Noah sees a suicide. <laughs> I mean, her cut, her cut that was a pretty deep gash and her leg all of a sudden's a scratch. Uh, I don't know, we'll get to all this stuff, but... And then who throws pregnancy testers in the kitchen garbage can in the front room in the kitchen in front of everybody? Yeah, well, there, there's a, there's alternate theories to some of this stuff, so I guess we'll just have to get into it because there's there's a couple things I want to address with what you're saying. I don't know for sure. I didn't find it clunky. I thought they were really showing these people's personalities come out now. I thought that we were kind of getting past the honeymoon phase of stuff and really seeing the personalities of these people is how I took it. But we'll see. Yeah, it's real life now. It's not the dreamy affair, like we're um, meeting you as a waitress and I'll know, you know, I'll fool around with you for three, three weeks. They're past that and they're in real life. So it's hard. It's hardcore now. Definitely. Definitely, but we're seeing a lot of the characters' personalities shine. And shine? I, shine, sure. Their true personalities is what I mean. We're 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 seeing their their true their true selves. And it's not glossed over anymore, I don't think. At least that's where I think that's that's how I took it and where I think they're going with it. All right. The episode starts with Allison on a train. Okay, and and let's just say this, too. This is only the second time I think episode four was the first one. I'm not 100% sure, but I think it was episode four where Allison went first. wonder why episode four and nine. wonder what that's all about. Probably means Just nothing. two. Okay. It's like the blinking legend, so we... It's just the... funny. You would think that they would be consistent with that. Also in this one, Allison, she starts it, and this is the first time that I've really seen her portray herself as that beautiful. You know, I mean, before we've seen Allison see her like that, but this time we saw a lot of the nuances of her beauty and stuff highlighted with her version, too. So I thought that was a little bit different. But, okay, right. sorry. Go ahead. Let me try this again. Starts out with Allison <laughs> on the train. Um, she's dripping with happiness. She looks really happy, and she does look really pretty. You're right. But the train, Michelle, might be the nicest transportation method possible. I've always liked train rides, even subways, even like taking a train, you know, through the through the suburbs or, you know, through the city. It doesn't have to be a beautiful vista. It can just be kind of sitting back and watching the city go past you. Sure. Because you, re- you can relax and do whatever you want or you can just watch outside or, you know, you're not driving, you're not, you're not tasked with managing your way through whatever crowd or traffic i agree totally anyway she's on the train it looks like she's going to brooklyn the barclay center is right in the center of brooklyn uh yep. barclay center is where the the team that was the new jersey nets now they're the brooklyn nets play um brooklyn's a pretty revitalized area now i think it used to be kind of trashy but um, do you know where Brooklyn is, Michelle? If you can picture New York City, do you know where it is in relation to all the buildings in the Manhattan part of New York? Yeah, I've been to Brooklyn. Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of if you think of the tip, New York, because Manhattan is like a long, thin, 
uh, with a pointy tip pointing south, where that's where mm-hmm. the World Trade Center was on that tip. Mm-hmm. Brooklyn's kind of a little bit south and to the to the east of there. Right. Um, and so they. I don't know, but they get together. I, I just don't like this, Michelle. I don't like it. <laughs> Tell me. You don't like well, the show or you don't like the interaction? They're like happy as two teenagers. Noah's a dope. They do, do in her any, version. Do you have any rooms? No? Why not? Why are they so expensive? He's just a, he's a freaking idiot, man. Like he's never been to a city before. Well, but he lives there. You don't frequently go to hotels in your city and ask for rooms, although I think we're to assume that this is not the first time she's been there and that they've done this before. But he might not know. I mean, you don't, you wouldn't get a hotel maybe in your city. He's a dope, Michelle. Every adult knows it's hard to walk into a place like, in a very centralized commercial touristy place like, we're right across from the Barclays Center or in Manhattan somewhere. And the guy even said, we're just like New York. Because he, he tries to say, right. I thought we were in Brooklyn. Right. It doesn't matter. It's a, it's well, a right. happening place. And then why so expensive? It's like all they have left is a $1,200 room. Right. Uh, do, I mean, you might think that question, but do you ask it? No, I couldn't imagine him asking. But now, see, we have to. We also have to take into account this is Allison's account of him now. Allison yeah, is but we can't. We just got to do that. We can't keep saying. We can't keep apologizing for the writers by saying that. No, I don't know that. That's what we're doing. I think maybe she's seeing him more dopey now. Maybe. No, she's in love with him. That's I love you's all over the place. They're having sex. They're. Uh, okay. I'm off on the wrong track here because I really don't like this episode. <laughs> so besides being a dope, I think Noah's a creep. He takes her to his family's house and has sex in his wife's bed with her. Yeah, that was not good. That was so not good. And she stood outside and said she didn't want to do this and no, what's he thinking about? And he acts like it's no big deal. Uh, I didn't like that at all. All right, calm down. We'll get through this. Yeah, I don't so know. So next, Allison gets in the shower and dumps out the shampoo because it's a rich girl's shampoo. She's now, see, a- yeah, and this is Allison's version. So she did this, we're to assume. I mean, this isn't just like something that we're making up on her. Somebody else is saying this is what she says she did. Is well, it showing Helen her? Well, found the bottle empty, so right. it probably happened. Well, that's what, well, of course, because she's saying she did it. Why would she do that? Is this just showing us? Um, like a mean spirit like, fuck you, of- rich lady. Fuck you. I'm getting the one up on your husband. It's like yeah. stupid. Yeah. It's not. I'm wondering if, if she's showing us that she's not as sweet. She's immature. Very immature. I didn't like that at all. I didn't like seeing that side of her at all. At all. So we see Noah doing some quick laundry. He's cleaning up the, the bed, bedroom sheets and stuff. That looked tacky, too. Oh, I know. And she, like, walked out of the shower into that. He had time. He could have done that later. Why does he do that right in front of her? Uh, well, he because never he wanted to get it. the sheets washed and dried and back yeah, in the closet. Yeah, but so what? Dude, after she leaves, she's leaving in a half hour. They took go right to the train station. Mm. And Helen's coming home that night. 
whatever. Yeah. He should have never got himself into this in the first place. No, he should not. So Allison goes down into the kitchen and breaks the some dealio. What is that? Oil and vinegar mixer? What was it? Yeah, thing? yeah. It was just like it wasn't a mixer. It was just like a little oil and vinegar set that kind of fit together. And she don't know what it is. Even my daughter, she's like, "How can you be that stupid?" And I didn't know, not what, know it what it was. What, well, you don't have to know what it is to know you can't turn it upside down, this piece of glass. I don't I don't think that was, you know, she didn't even say what it was. But the way she's looking at it, just turn it upside down. It was just very careless, I think. She was looking for the price on the bottom. <laughs> Maybe. So hiding it in the garbage, she tries to hide another immature thing. She tries to hide her mistake and jam it deeper in the garbage. She finds Yeah, right. Why wouldn't she at least tell Noah she had broken that she's so he a, could take the the she's, fault for she's it. Shown, being shown as immature here. Then she finds the pregnancy test in the kitchen garbage. Um, now you're going to tell me later that somebody planted it there to be found. I'm sure by what you when you say I've re- read some theories on this. No, I just don't know that that Whitney didn't want it found. I think Helen actually brings that up in the scene later. That Whitney. Must have wanted it found right. to have put it there. Well, secondly, do you pick up a pregnancy test like that and just handle it on every inch of it like they did? You know me, and I just couldn't handle it. I mean, it was capped, I think, but come on, wash your hand. I mean, you know, and I'm going through all this germ neurosis thing in my mind because I'm very germ neurotic, and I'm thinking, well, she's well, why do you have to qualify with that? It's in the garbage, and it's been peed on. You don't have to say you're a germaphobe. No, no, but I am. Is what I'm saying. I don't I care. Mean, anybody I, would. I said it. Why do you? Why do you pick the damn thing up and start t- t- turning? Because it over? I'm trying to rationalize in my mind how she could be okay with those germs, and I'm thinking that she's thinking, well, I'm sleeping with her husband anyway, so I probably have her germs anyway. And I mean, I I was really. It really kind of messed with me, and so I really had to come up with something in my mind to make yeah, it okay. It's sloppy writing. It's like you'd pick it up and hold it like a dead mouse if you were going to pick it up and hold it at all. And then hopefully you'd wash your hands afterward, too. So. I agree. I don't know. Clunky, man. So they head to the train. They have a, Okay, now they have a half hour, but they're going to go look at an apartment. <laughs> if you have a train, and for me, for me, if I have a plane to catch or a train or I got to be somewhere and it's only a half hour before that train's going to leave, I'm going to be concentrating on getting there. I'm not going to go stop and look at apartments. But yeah. anyway, I guess that keeps everything moving. I'm being really nitpicky here because I didn't like this one, but they go... Look how at the could apartment. you not like this? I don't know how you couldn't like this. It well, was so exciting. I just so gave you everything we've talked about. No, you're just finding things wrong, and I agree with you, but that didn't mean I didn't like it. I just feel like it's character flaws in these people, and you feel like it's writer flaw, I guess, right? Uh, what? I feel like it's character flaws, not in the characters, but in the people that they're portraying, but you feel like more it's a it's flaws it's a written story. into it. Yeah, it's okay. sloppy story writing. Okay, I get that. So they meet the superintendent. It looks like the superintendent. He's wearing a janitor's uniform, but he's Mr. Real Estate. I mean, they're in there at this apartment for 12 seconds, and he's asking how much they like it. It's really you. How much do you like it? <laughs> he's wearing, he's like the maintenance man. What the hell? And they just walked in there. I mean, literally, that's what I thought. He doesn't show them anything. He's like, yeah, this is it. That's the closet. How do you like it? It's like, What? Well, the apartment is like a tiny little stripper's cage, too. It's just a tiny little runt of an apartment. It looks dreary. It doesn't have any great view or anything. It's just a tr- it's not very glamorous. 
Uh, and th so Noah says, I thought it would cheer you up. I don't know. He's just he's just not in touch in this in this one. I thought it would cheer well, you up. In bed, though, he was talking about how he wanted to get a, a, a studio that he could write in. And he couldn't justify more than that for to have a place to write. And and he was telling her, he essentially told her when they were in bed doing their, I love you, I love you, I love you, I love you a hundred times that he was going to leave Helen for her. And is that what she wanted? I know. I know all that, but she's, it's a crap ass little dingy apartment, Michelle. You don't say, I thought it would cheer you up. You say, Hey, look, I know it's really small. It's our first step. This is a big move for both of us. I mean, you say it more intelligently than I thought it would cheer you up. Why is well, this hotel so expensive? Got any right. rooms? Like he's a rube from Omaha and the first time in the big city seeing all this crap. Well, Noah's showing us that he's not very intelligent. He's very spur of the moment, which is not bad in and of itself. But, but his spontaneity is not necessarily always good, I don't think. It's uh, horrible. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> now, Noah wants to wait nine months to do this whole breakup reassemble with Allison till I guess Whitney goes off to college uh which makes some sense somewhere I just can't find where it where it does but Allison jumps to the conclusion well that means you're never going to leave her well I think Allison jumps to the conclusion based on the pregnancy test because Allison was thrown away and of course she thinks that's Helen's which you would yeah, I guess. So she's been just de derailed because of that, you think, the whole the whole way after finding that pregnancy thing. I think that's what upset her before the apartment, absolutely. And I think that, uh, of course, you know, the Drury apartment probably didn't help. But this wasn't a place she was going to, like, be living forever. This was a place she was going to be able to come to when she came to the city and meet with him. No, I so, think that was going to be their apartment. Their, that was it was going to be their starter apartment after... He left uh, Helen, but we're not talking about that happening for, you know, nine months. And she asked how long the lease was well, for. She and they thought said, it was sooner. She was disappointed that it was nine months. She's thinking this is well, going right. to happen pretty quick. Right, and this is right. where we're going to be. And then but she But he had it. just said it. He had just said it. It's like they hadn't even mentioned it before yeah, but being been, together. They've been in an affair. For, it's Christmas time now. They've been in an affair all, since all summer. Right. For months, you know, they're thinking about this. Right. She's You're not right. coming to the city unless she's thinking about this. Anyway, she jumps on the train and goes back to Montauk. Thank I God. hate how she runs off. Yeah, it's another immature thing. She just runs away. I mean, there's no, you know, she just like leaves and walks away. And she's done that more than one time. I don't like that about the character at all. Well, don't let me turn you south on this, Michelle. You stay up. I'll stay down on it. We'll okay, no problem. So Good in Montauk, a little kid on the street asks Allison where she's going. This is interesting that, we, you know, we saw this we saw this scene and tried to make it a spoiler, but it turns out to be just a little kid with his mom. And the mom's kind of apologizes and says, have a nice Christmas. And that's how we kind of know the, the time frame of the year here. But what do you think of this little kid, Michelle? You know, the little kid, I don't know what to think of the little kid. I think, I don't know if Allison's losing it because... She was staring at the little kid before he asked her that, and it's just the little kid and the mom, and it looks like he's probably about the same age as her son would have been, and it looks a lot like the little kid, just the curly kind of disheveled hair that you see running down the beach in the opening. So I don't know. I don't know if she's just losing it at this point. I wasn't even sure the kid was real. 
Do you think this show is 100% based in reality, or do you think there might be a surreal, almost supernatural element that we're going to find out about? No, I don't think that. I'll be disappointed if they do that to it at this point with no other hints other than that. Well, we got Athena, you know, hinting towards that. And we see this kid again and we hint towards it. So I'm going to I'm going to bring this up again later. Okay. Um, But the kid asks where she's going. And it's kind of a it's kind of a double entendre, right? Like, where is where are you going next in life? (laughs) Right. Um, And then she sees Oscar in a bar and she's pounding down the whiskey, man. She's not holding back on drinking. Um, And Oscar's all Natalie dressed. He's coming back from getting a loan, trying to get a loan for his entertainment center. Right. Right. He met with the investor, he said. So he's tuned into her. He sees her looking despondent and drinking and he just says, you know, did he break your heart? Right. Um, then he says, I tried to blackmail him for you. Like, like I'm on team Allison here. I tried to blackmail him for you, but didn't, he didn't go for it. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's probably a lie. I think Oscar was after money, but he tries to use it to look good to Allison here. Yeah, he does. And then Allison asks the classic girl question. Do you want to fuck me? It's the question that never has to get asked. Uh, I, I, that part, that's what I'm saying. Is she losing it? Where did that? Well, I thought you would explain Allison and I'll explain Oscar. Yeah, well, sorry. Um, I don't get that. I completely got Oscar, but I don't get that. That was... First of all, she's obviously not hurting for physical affection, as we've just seen. And so it's not like this was just a spur of the moment, oh, I'm in the mood and haven't done this in a long time kind of thing that a person might do. No, it's emotional. She needs she needs somebody to connect with her. No, I think it was out of spite. I don't think it was emotional. I think it was just spite. I don't think she say was- it like all pissy. What you think? No, I'm pissed. I have to be pissy. It makes me mad. I don't understand that. She does that. It's like she was doing it to Noah or something. It was like she was getting him back, maybe for having sex with his wife or what she viewed as that. Well, maybe. Noah gets a lot of people pissed off in this episode. Well. Um, and but Oscar, he's pretty easy. That's why I picked Oscar's ex to explain. He just doesn't doesn't want to get his ass beat by Cole. I appreciate the fact that when she said, you ask for that, talking about the other beating he got, he acknowledged that. And I appreciated that with him because he really did. Telling Cole about Noah or about Allison having an affair, he kind of was asking for it, particularly with those boys in that situation. And I like that he acknowledged that. I'll explain Oscar, you explain Allison. I, I, well, I've, I've got the short end of that stick. The next morning, Allison has a hangover. Mr. Cheerful is making pancakes, and he wants to go craft shopping. Did you feel sorry for him? Nah, he's a roll with it, dude. He knows no, he he's gonna, wasn't. He's going to get hurt. laid once every 15 years. He, he rolls with it. He, <laughs> he was hurt. No. Oscar, yes, he was. He was in there making her pancakes. What does he think she's going to do? Become his girlfriend? Yes. No. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. That's what he wants. He's liked her from the beginning. Yes, he does, I think. All right. You're brilliant, Michelle. 
Um, but she tells him her plan is get the dough, get split with Cole, get the dough, escape from get the money, escape from Montauk. And Oscar refutes it with evidence he's procured from the city clerk's office. So, Michelle, here's my question. Is, this, is Oscar's whole need for this permit and his entertainment bullying and LA all just a ruse so that we know he's nosing around in the county offices for this, this public records intel that we see that he has on the ranch? Hmm. I wouldn't think it would be just for that, but I do think that maybe it's to show the, uh, the conflict that the families have. So, so in a way, yeah, I mean, it's, it's shown their animosity. I see no reason to put any importance on Oscar having a bowling alley. And I see no reason really for Oscar and the, and the Lockhart's to have conflict. I think it's a way for him to have a reason to know about their finances. Well, he's not going to do that. He's not going to try to get a bowling alley just to know about their finances. You're not saying that, are you? No, the story is written that way so that, okay, Oscar could know about their finances because we know he's trying to get a bowling alley. You know, it makes sense in the plot. Well, right, right. But it also has already made them fight because it's what took Cole to his house to apologize. And it gave us that whole thing, too, to cause that kind of animosity and maybe to show that Cole is a fighter. All right. So, yeah. So, I, I guess. So, you're on my side on that, right? Kind of. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't have bit. to be. I am. All right. So, we find out the Lockhart Farm is underwater. Cherry's leveraged it multiple times, and it's not the, not the gold mine waiting to happen that everybody thinks. Okay. And what did I say back in, like, episode one, I think, or maybe two? You said that um, Noah was the one telling the truth. I did not. I said, I do not like Cherry. I don't trust her. Well, you did say Noah was telling the truth. You gave a whole 12-minute dissertation in one of the podcasts. Oh, well, that's not... Well, maybe in that instance, but I don't think I meant forever. But... Yeah, it's hard hard enough. I'm just teasing you. (laughs) Yeah, she's a bitch. Cherry's a bitch. This is horrible. So... Allison takes Oscar's a cool guy gives her the truck she takes the truck goes back to the ranch okay what's this again is this her theme again storming out of places and no car what's up with that why didn't she have transportation she never has trains it's always an issue and she always has to leave quickly and it's always a I gotta go I gotta go but I got no car always maybe she got maybe that bar was right by the train station she's having a drink and that's where Oscar found her Absolutely, and I think it was, but you can't get a cab. I mean, how is she going to get home from the train station? Come on. I mean, we've seen her we've seen her storm out a little too many times and we've seen this freaking out over the fact that she doesn't have a car. Well, it's just she's, like her fr- boat. she's frustrated cuz she doesn't have an escape immediately. She's like, "Fuck, I'm stuck here. I don't have an, you know, I don't have my car with me." Well, that but he gives her the truck. Me. She takes the truck in to go see your buddy Cherry. I think there's going to be DNA evidence in that truck. I like to call her. Cut. I'm going to call Cherry the mayor from now on. The mayor, mayor, ooh, ooh. Uh, like mayor. Yeah, mayor. like a female horse. Oh, that's not nice. It's her name, Mayor Winningham. Come on, give me some credit. Okay. Uh, but she tells her she knows the value of the ranch, and that's uh, she catches her. She, you know, Cherry tries to say, "Well, wait a minute, no, that's a that's a mistake. I bullshit, bullshit, bullshit." But she knows now. It was nice yep. getting. It was nice seeing the mayor get her comeuppance. 
Yeah, but did she? I mean, she, yeah, kind of for like four seconds. And then, man, she turned and she just let it. I mean, I mean, said the most, the most horrible stuff a human could probably say to another human. I mean, Cherry doesn't take it lying down for sure. Yeah, you're going to, you want to say what that is? Well, she blamed Allison for Gabriel's death. I mean, just just absolutely without without qualms. And she said she thought it was different. She would have taken him to the hospital. She told her to take him to the hospital. Allison had too much pride. She thought she knew too much. And she didn't take that uh, her, her son to the hospital. And that was something that she had regretted ever since she didn't, you know, force her hand at it or however she put it. I mean, it was just so ugly. And then she said... Um, and now my grandson's dead, and it should have been you. Yeah. So it looks like Gabriel died of something called secondary drowning. He he got drowned a little bit, and Allison dove in, saved him, resuscitated him, coughed, he coughed up the water. He looked okay, but then uh, she put him to sleep, and he never woke up. And he died of secondary drowning. Michelle, what's your medical description of secondary drowning? Um, I've heard of it before, and I've heard that it is exactly, or pretty close, certainly, to how it's portrayed. It's like somebody inhales a lot of water. I mean, I hadn't looked at it in a long time, but they inhale a lot of water, and they they, they drown, essentially. And then you get them out, and you try, you know, you do the chest compressions, and you get the water out, and they wake up, and they breathe, and they seem okay. But evidently, there's still, like, a lot of fluid left in the lungs, and... When they go to sleep, they drown, essentially, in their sleep, from what I know. Yeah, well, Michelle, I'm on a podcast, so I did a little medical research, and I looked on Wikipedia. Uh-huh. And I got WebMD's description of secondary drowning. Okay, cool. It says, secondary drowning fluid builds up in the lungs, like you say, called, it's called pulmonary edema. After a near-drowning incident, fluid causes trouble breathing, and a person who had drowning had a drowning close call, can be out of the water and walking around normally before the signs of, of secondary drowning become apparent. Mm-hmm. Um, this causes breathing trouble and brain injury, just as a real drowning would. And if untreated, can become fatal. Well, right, right. I mean, that was kind of my understanding of it, is that you, you essentially drown after you're out of the water and at least momentarily think everything's okay. Yeah. One That's to two percent of drownings are secondary drownings. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty rare. So Elson takes the truck from the ranch and stops in the middle of it. Looks like the Ditch Plains area where where Noah first had his AAA incident, and she cuts her leg. She cuts a really bad deep cut into her leg. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like that. It made me cringe. Um, and it looked like she was going to bleed pretty severely and be in trouble from bleeding. Uh, but it turns out she doesn't. She goes to the doctor, and uh, he patches her right up, scratches right there with the other scratches, and it's a little, looks like a three or four or five stitches. Uh, but the cut looked way worse and real when she first cut it than when he stitched it up. Well, yeah, and I think they were showing that she was a little bit scared of it, too. And did you notice the doctor, Michelle, was Dale from The Walking Dead? I did. I did, Yes. Uh, I don't even catch his name in this, but he's uh, he's not only the doctor, he's kind of the family doctor guy who gives advice. 
And uh, she oh, I thought just, he was just the pediatrician. I thought that's why she was well, going. Yeah, he's the old time doctor that's been there forever that knows her. The right. guy that would be able to talk to her is my okay. So right, she talks to him, and he he after patch, patching her up says, "Hey, let's have a little talk." And uh, Allison describes that after drowning incident and all the steps that happened after it looked like Gabriel was okay and she put him to bed and that was probably the last she saw him alive and Ruthie did a pretty good job acting here I gotta say Ruth Wilson acted this really well yeah that was hard to watch that was rough they she that would be I mean, she just wants to go back. She wants a second chance. And she said she thought to call him, the doctor, but he was at his granddaughter's wedding and she didn't want to disturb him. And her as a nurse, I mean, I could see that. This, You know, in this family, small small town, she would know him and everything. And she's thinking, oh, I'm overreacting. And then she talks about how when she got him out of the water and she was carrying him back, how he wet himself and he hadn't done that. She said for years, but he was four. So, I mean, I don't think it'd been that long since he had probably wet himself, but we get the idea. And she had some kind of inkling something could be wrong, I think, but she didn't act on it. She thought, oh, he'll be okay. I'll take him in in the morning if he's not, if he's still not feeling well. And, you know, it's just like you said, I mean, secondary drowning, it's not a common thing, uh, not a not a really common thing. And it's something that I don't even think I heard about until just a few years back, long after I was not working as even as a nurse anymore. But it's something so, um, so uncommon that you couldn't really fault yourself. But at the same time, as a mother, how would you not? Yeah, she's fault finding yourself. ways to find guilt for herself in this well, Cherry just told her she's guilty. Who told her? I mean, Cherry. Yeah, but Cherry's a bitch. Cherry's blaming, Cherry's making her guilty. She's not, I don't think she's guilty. Cherry is manipulating her. Look, she, she had an inkling something was wrong. And as a mother, I think that you, you really feel that responsibility and you feel like you have to follow up on stuff like that. And, she probably kind of talked herself out of it because the doctor was at his, or yeah, at his granddaughter's wedding. And she thought, Oh, I'm overreacting. He's okay. But she had an inkling of it. And she at least momentarily wanted to do so or thought to do something about it or thought maybe I should do. And then she didn't. And the guilt that would go along with that. I mean, so we're going to go surreal here. He asked her, she asked him if she, if he believes in heaven and he says, no, um, and that disappoints her seemingly because it seems like, well, I'll never see him again. That, that puts the final stamp on that. Um, but we're going to continue some of this other surreal, whether or not this is a real life only, or is there a ghosty element to it kind of pops its head up. Uh, sorry to interrupt you, but no, no, I, I get ahead. it. She's guilty. She feels guilty. So she goes into the water and takes a little drowny swim herself. And that December New York water is going to be freezing cold. Um, but she hears the voice again, the little kid now, where are you going? And that little kid is back on the beach. Uh, how could that little kid not be kind of the ghost of Gabriel? Yeah, I mean, I don't think the kid was there. And I don't know. 
I don't know. I don't know if she's just seeing this kid again, and why would she see this kid? But I don't think that that makes it surreal. I think it's showing us that she's losing it. Michelle, do you think, here I'll ask you a religious thing, do you think every human that's ever born is unique from every other human ever born before him? Or do you think there's like kind of a pot of souls that that's a that's a finite thing and that's continuously reincarnated through people that born, get born and die? <laughs> um, well, that's not my religion to believe that way. So... Um, I don't know. I, I don't know. So you think I mean, everybody that's born it. is unique and separate and that's it. One snowflake of a life. Everybody's totally different or unique. Everybody's not totally different, but everybody's absolutely unique from every other being that was born before them. Is that what you think? Uh, yeah, I do. But I think they're trying to portray a pot of souls theory here or situation here. Do you think that's what our, uh, what, what religion tells us? Uh, religion tells us everything. Religion. I tells mean, do you think it's tell it, it tells us that, that we're all unique and everything. I mean, is that what you're saying? Some religions do. Some religions say that everybody's reincarnated and, you know, you lived multiple lives multiple times and you're just in a cycle of life and death. Hmm. What what what's the point of your question? I don't know. I was just curious as as to where where that was going, I guess. Why well, it why gets even that they take it to another level in a few minutes. So, Allison goes to the graveyard next and Thanks Gabriel for saving her, right? Or she thanks him for something. I, I took it to thank being thankful for saving her. Oh, that she did go there and say thank you, didn't she? I I did not get. I actually had it written down to ask you what that was about. Okay, okay. So what did you get from that? Well, I don't know because I just now heard it. Um, maybe that. I don't know. I mean, because she was looking at him funny when she was walking. And he asked her where she was going. So maybe she viewed that as him or him speaking to her through this child. I don't know if that's necessarily a religious thing, though. Do well, you? Well, not religious, but I'm using the word religion. Just to... No, I think, it's a, I think it's a supernatural element, though, that they're playing now into this last couple episodes. Well, I don't think that... I don't think that, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even know what I'm trying to say about it. I'm a little confused about it all, so. All right. So um, at home, she's picking up a picture, it looks like, of Gabriel or her and Gabriel. And Cole sees her, and she tells him that she's going to go back to Athena for a while, not any definite time span. Uh, Do you think that meant she was really going to go live with Athena, or do you think she's going to go back to Brooklyn and be near Noah? Oh, I don't think she was going to have anything at all to do with Athena. I think that's just where he thought she was, and she said she was going back. All right, well, remember that Athena is the hippy-dippy pulling the spirit, sensual spirit out of Mary-Kate that time, and and she knew what Noah did without having him ever having told her. So she's got that supernatural bent to her. 
right? Whatever it means, <laughs> she might be a whack job, but they put her in here for some reason. And we're even going to see it out of Helen in a minute. So hold your hold your thoughts before you totally dash my theory. Okay. Uh, she tells Cole the ranch is worthless, and Cole's not even shocked or surprised. Like, what? What are you talking about? How'd you find? What do you mean? Where? Where's the evidence? <laughs> he's not even he's not even twisted up about this. He's just like, all right, well, whatever. Where are you going? <laughs> and Allison doesn't want to stay. She's going to die if she stays. So she just leaves and goes to the train station. And we see Cole run after her with his bag. He's like, yeah, I checked out your ranch being worthless theory, and you're right. I'm out of here with you. Um, and then it ends. Her part of the episode ends. Right. We don't see what happens to Cole and Allison, but we will, I think, see at the end of Noah's term here. All right. Any thoughts on Allison before we go on to Noah? Um. No, about Cole, though, what did you think about him doing that? Because Cole, who was very stern and staunch about the ranch and not selling it and the way things had to be done, and we have to do this and this and this, and then within, like, this 30 minutes of the time she gets to the train station or so, he shows up with a little bag packed and says, I'll go with you. Where I don't, do you want to go? I don't know, and I don't care. All I think is that it's sloppy writing again. Like, how could he be dis... His, you know, he's like, well, the ranch is my life. We're not, it's so valuable to me as a person. I don't even want to sell it, even if it solves all my money problems. Then they find out, well, it would solve all your money problems worth $30 million. Then he finds out that's not true. It's not worth anything, but he's going to run away any, anyhow. He's so wishy-washy. I don't care about him at all. I just think it's crappy story writing. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, so we go into part two, Noah's part. Um, he's getting interviewed by the detective, and Noah's in a hurry and says he's going to a Yankees game. And this detective says, hey, no problem. Um, I, my twin girls like to go, too. And he says, what are you talking about? You said before you had twin boys. So why is the detective's story changing? Well, the, te- the detective then goes, did I? Yeah, you so- know, he's mocking him, sort of. Like, I'm not telling you anything. I don't know. I don't know who this detective is. I don't know what. I don't know what he's doing. I don't know. So he asked Noah about his car, the mileage, the turning radius. And I guess that's all related to Scotty being hit by a car. And uh, he's trying to pin some of that on Noah or clear Noah of it, one or, one or the other. Well, Mike, what is the turning radius of your car? 18.3 feet. There you go. No, I have no idea. I know. Nobody does. What kind of question is that? It's a question of a guy who doesn't know if he has sons or daughters. Well, good point. So next we see more sex with Noah. I'm yours. Anything you want. Allison's, you know, falling at his feet. Um, I don't like Noah, man. Noah has become evil. I don't know. I don't like him. Same shower, same Noah doing the hotel maid routine, cleaning up the sheets. But this time Noah finds the meter, the pregnancy meter. What do you call that thing? Tester? Test. Pregnancy test, yeah. So this time Noah finds it, and he thinks, some, you know, what the hell? <laughs> he doesn't know who's it, who's, whose it is. got to tell you something, too, about these various, these different different storylines with the same information in them. I don't, I'm, I'm really not getting that because if a pregnancy test was found, one of them found it. 
and one of them knew in the house, in that kitchen trash, too many details are the same. And is it the fact that they've gotten together and collaborated this whole story and then just gotten some of the details mixed up? No, that's what we were saying before. To me, they're leaning too much on this point of view being different to to allow us to believe anything can happen. And they've got to hone, they've got to bring this into a landing. <laughs> they got to make some points connect up. They can't just leave this and well, anything could be anywhere, any anybody because it's two points of view. They can't end number 10 on this or it's going to be really a flop to me. Well, it's got to be right. It's got to be. I mean, we're talking about very big differences in in their in what happened. I mean, either Allison knew, therefore she went and had sex with Oscar in retaliation or in spite, or she didn't. And I mean, that's big. It's big. Yeah, maybe. I don't, I never caught the thing that Allison was mad at Noah for finding the pregnancy meter. I think he's I think he's wishy-washy and she's mad at that. That might have added to it. Maybe you you might be totally right on that. That's what No, I don't think so edge. because she was just in bed with him. I love you. I love you. I mean they were I love you. I love you. I love you. She sees that and her whole demeanor changes. All right. Uh so Allison comes out of the shower uh and she's wearing Helen's shirt or she's wearing a towel like she'd lost her shirt. Right, and so so he gives her Helen's shirt. Oh, Michelle, what's worse, using the cuckolded wife's shampoo or wearing her shirt? <laughs> um, it's all just so distasteful. It's so completely distasteful. Which and is she, worse? Well, I mean, do I have to pick one? I don't yes. know. I guess having her shirt on. I don't know because smelling locker would be bad too. So, but I would have to say, actually, t- but see, I mean, I can't even imagine that. Can't imagine pouring out somebody's expensive shampoo because it was expensive and then taking her shirt. I mean, I just, I don't know. That's just beyond my realm of thought. So, so Noah finds underwear and <laughs> so Elson misses her shirt, but doesn't miss her bra. And in her version, she didn't have on a bra because she has on one of those cockeyed shirts, you know, like the shirt that's off one shoulder. And she didn't have a bra on. So, I don't know. So, Helen and the kids come home and Noah tries to ask her about the pregnancy tester kind of on the sly. <laughs> uh, and then he finally pins her down. You're pregnant. God, he's such a dope, Michelle. In both, in his version and Allison's version, he's a dope. He thinks Helen's pregnant. Wouldn't he know? Wouldn't you know? Wouldn't your wife tell you, like, uh, or I think I'm pregnant, honey. I'm going to go to get a test. You don't accuse her like that. Well, they've been going through a rough time. So, I mean, I can kind of cut them some slack with that. So maybe not. Well, Helen laughs it off like she should, rightfully. And they have a talk. She's like, it must be Whitney. So they talk to Whitney, who, by the way, now looks like a 15-year-old boy. She looks miserable, man. She's pale. Her hair's all cut short, too short. She doesn't look pretty like she did before. Uh, and Whitney admits... not cut, is it? Well, it looks cut. Looks looks page boy. It was short before. She doesn't look good, Michelle. Damn it. Do you have to cut up every point? <laughs> You're just being picky. Do you think she looks good? 
Um, I think she looks different than she looked in the summer when she was all tan, and I think they're trying to show her as being pregnant. I mean, she was just vomiting in the last episode, so um, maybe she's not feeling so good, but I didn't notice her looking particularly bad. Well, she admits she's pregnant, and she's got an abortion scheduled for the next day. Mm-hmm. And all Noah wants to know is, who did this? <laughs> yeah. Um, and he tries to take her computer and actually does get her computer away from her. And he looks like he's reading it while, because he's such a bluffoon that Helen throws him out of the room. Give us a minute here, cowboy. And uh, he goes and he's reading the computer. Now, Michelle, I did some detective work here. Okay. And in Noah's glasses, when he's looking at the computer, you can read the email. You can read what was on the computer screen. Can you really? And it's Oscar's email about how he's in love with Whitney and wants to share the bowling alley and live above it with her. No, it's not. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> you had me for a minute. All right. I made that up. Okay. Yeah. But anyway, you can't read anything. He's, but he is looking at her computer and it's can't get in with the Facebook password. But uh, Helen's going to take her to the doctor and check out what's going on and... Um, She tells Noah that she had planned to go to Planned Parenthood, the best Planned Parenthood office in the city. Right. So this gives Noah the info on the Planned Parenthood, and he's going to scope it out. Yeah, he's going to show up there hoping the boy shows up. Now, what do you think, Michelle, about Planned Parenthood-type places not being able to give parents any info about their kids? I think that – doesn't that vary from state to state and stuff? I don't know much about it, honestly. Well, it may vary from state to state, but what do you think about it? Um, I personally, I think that if you're responsible for the actions of a minor, that you certainly have the right to information on that minor. Yeah, I see both sides of it. Like I can see the kids, the the parent, even if she's 15, has rights or 16. But the parents have the parents of the kid who's going to be a parent have rights too. Well, so, if, know, as long as you're responsible for that child and you. Are, are financially and legally and morally and ethically responsible for the actions and stuff of this child, then I think you absolutely have a right to know what's going on with them, personally. So Scotty comes into the Planned Parenthood office, and yep. Noah does not like that. He's like, she's 16, you bastard, and he wrestles 17. 17. It's whatever. She was 16 when she got pregnant, wasn't she? Well, we don't know. That's what I was going to ask 16, you. 17. She's too young to be fucking a 30-year-old boy or guy, whatever. But he wrestles them up against the wall, and they get broken up, and he runs away. Scotty, real stand-up guy. Um, and then we go to Max's house, right? Noah goes to Max's to drink. And this we we had some theories that, oh, Helen's with Max. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but Wrong. it doesn't look like that's coming out that way. But it sure it sure did look that way for a while. But he tells Max the whole deal. And Michelle, I think Max is us. Max is the audience because he tells him, like, wait a minute now. Your daughter is pregnant by the relative of the woman that you're having an affair with on your wife. (laughs) And Max just, like, throws his head back and, like, laughs, you know. Right. And that's what we as the audience want to do. Like, this is pretty freaking ridiculous. Um, I don't know. I think Max is the audience. He's us once removed. Because it, yeah. it is all ludicrous. 
But they had also shown Max up into yeah. But Max also said that he was having an affair or you know banging, however he put it, a twenty three year old the last time we saw him too. But he's like the voice of reason in this. I thought yeah, it's expository. It helps everybody. You know, if I were there, I'd slap Noah too. What are you What are you fucking doing, man? Do you realize how ridiculous all this is? And that's what Max does. So um, they drink whiskey just like Allison and Dale did. <laughs> they're, uh, they're pounding whiskey pretty hard. Um, Noah tells Max he wants to leave Helen and live with Allison. And, um, and so now Noah's hearing some oddly shaped questions. He hears that one from the detective about the car's turning radiance, radius. Mm-hmm. But now he hears from Max, if you talk to your father. <laughs> Noah's like, dude, what? no, who fucking cares? Why are you bringing up my father? Um, and I, you know, did you understand that? I didn't get a complete, a complete reason for that. I don't have any idea why he brought that up. Unless, um, I mean, he was just saying that you, evidently that his father can calm him down or make him think rational. I don't know. Something to that effect. But I didn't get that at all. Seems stupid. Yeah, I agree. Max's advice to Noah though is to wait. If it's real, she'll understand. Wait till Whitney goes off to college. That's nine months from now, and revisit. And see, that was another one of those situations where you hear both nine months being said on both ends of the story. So that came out somewhere, and I don't know how they would both know that. Well, we're gonna know how this all. I think we're gonna know all this when we see the end of this, but. It, I don't know it, how it they can be, even explain that. It used to be interesting. It's getting where it's wearing thin now to me. Um, and Max gives some pretty good. I like Max. He gives some pretty good advice here. Love doesn't last. <laughs> you know, the 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 heartthrob stage of love doesn't last. So grow up. You know, it's like investing. Invest and forget. You can't pull your investment out every day and try to hit the home run with the penny stock that's going to make you a millionaire. Invest and go for the long term. And that's kind of what he's saying about love, too, right? Yep. Don't go for the hottie. Stay with the one that is tried and true. Well, and he kind of, you know, he kind of told him, too. He said, well, I mean, you know, he he brought that 99% of the sexy new companies fail and to leave his money where it is and all that kind of stuff. But he said, so you love her. And Noah said, yeah, I love her. And he goes, you really love her. And Noah said, yeah, let's sit in a midlife crisis thing. I love her. And Max goes, but you loved Helen, too, right? Yeah, Max is very reasonable. He's painting a picture for Noah that Noah should wake up and see. Yeah, I agree. Well, Noah sees a suicide now, out of all other wackiness that could possibly happen. He sees a suicide from Max's porch on a yep. building across the way, and they rush down to see, you know, see if they can give testimony, I guess, to the police. And the cop tells him people have choices, and that's it. <laughs> and Noah rushes home after that. Yeah. What was the point of that? He's like, uh, the the cop was like, she was like, well, you just, you know, people just make up their mind. It's it's not that hard. People just make up their mind and do it. And, I mean, was that some kind of code to him to go home and say this to Helen? No, I think it's exactly what Max and Noah were just talking about. Noah's making the most current, most powerful decision, which is to jump in with Allison Max is saying, don't do that. It's like pulling all your money out of the bank and jumping on the penny stock company that you think is going to make you a millionaire. 
And the suicide person, oh, you know, that's what they always do, right? When you kill yourself, you're at your lowest point. You're making the most current, powerful decision, even though longer-term, better-thought-out decisions would be like, wait a minute, I'm depressed right now, but I should look at the bigger picture. I think those are all kind of connected, and that's why we saw that suicide. Well, maybe, but you would think Noah would have learned something from that if he were finding that kind of connection, right? Well, maybe he and does. He certainly, no, he didn't. He well, went home and just bleh, all over Helen. All right. Well, you know, maybe he does. Maybe we'll we'll uh, be Michelle. Don't jump on your nearest emotional decision. Go with the long term. <laughs> <laughs> I, we got. I put some time into some spoilers here that are interesting when we're done, so we can talk a little more about that. Okay. But he gets home, he tells he overhears Helen telling Whitney about the what the whole abortion deal was. So I guess Helen's had an abortion. Sounded like she was given her first hand experience, right? Yeah, that's what she was saying mm-hmm. before she had Whitney, yeah. And when he- Helen went through pregnancy or either the abortion or later pregnancy with Whitney, she saw psychics and when she was with pregnant with Whitney, there was another baby who wasn't ready to come into this world. Um, kind of my pot of souls crazy theory, right? That one, there's a soul waiting to come out and become a person, but this one wasn't, wasn't quite ready. Yeah, that, that's what the psychic told her. And I don't know if she's saying this to Whitney to make her feel better. You know, because, because then she says that, that when she was pregnant with Whitney, the baby, this this soul got into her. Essentially, it was Whitney. So what she was really saying to Whitney was, I aborted you the first time I got pregnant with you, but then you came back. And that's a rare thing, but you came back, and I got to have you anyway. As if to say, don't worry about this pregnancy because, you know, when you get ready to have a baby, then it'll, it could be the same one that you're getting rid of now. Yeah, see, I thought she might have even said, Michelle, that soul went into you, Whitney. Like you, like when you have a baby, that's the soul that it, that didn't become you, but that was waiting further till you have a baby someday, and that's the soul. Okay, that's not what I heard at all. I heard her say that when she was pregnant with Whitney, that the baby that she didn't have in the past came back and joined her in that pregnancy. Got it. And it was but either that- way, either way, it plays into that. A soul is in this waiting stage of soldom until it's time to become born. And it waited and it became either Whitney or Whitney's baby whenever she has a baby someday. But Yeah, Yeah, but don't you think that that was some way to make her feel better about getting rid of this pregnancy? Maybe, maybe, but I think it's also the third or fourth time we've got a... Got a little soul boy that's that's a surrogate of Gabriel wandering around. We've got Athena telling people, you know, you have other powers other than what you can humanly see in day to day in your five senses. There's a there's a theme there somewhere. I don't know how valid it is, but it's there. Well, I I wasn't thinking about it. You know, your religious question kind of threw me off earlier. It was a little discombobulated with it. I wasn't really thinking about it religiously at all. But that's certainly not how I believe that that things happen. You know. Well, uh, non-believers go to hell, Michelle. I hope you. Know. I didn't say no, no, no. That's not what I said. But I don't believe that it happens like the way Helen was saying that the psychic told her it happened. Um, I don't, that's not my belief system. Well, just the fact that there's psychics and babies and thoughts of people being about to be born and all that, there is something there. 
it's not one little incident. It's a few different different angles on it that they've created and in, injected into the show. So Noah tells Helen about his desire for separation. I don't want this life. I have to leave. I'm in love with someone else. Okay, I gotta tell you, you know, he had just had this conversation with Max, and he had Max had just been like the voice of calm and reason and thought, and you know, think it through and wait on this and everything, and then he runs home and just just dumps on poor Helen, poor Helen, who is having to take her daughter to. You know, her her daughter's pregnant. She's going to take her daughter to have an abortion, a DNC, as she put it. And and now he's going to tell her that? Yeah, he jumps. He's the guy in the building making that drastic ultimate decision, and he jumps. What a selfish asshole. I mean, why would you do that right then? Why would you do that? When he sat down beside her and he, you know, and he's got his voice cracking and everything, and he said, um, I've got something i got to tell you. Or, no, no, no. He said, I've been lying to you. I literally paused the TV, and this is where I just put my head in my hands, and I thought, he's not going to do this to her. He is not going to do this to her. And I know a lot of people are not pro-Helen, but... Why would you do that to her? Well, Michelle, just because you paused the TV doesn't mean he didn't do it to her. I didn't like that. I had to compose myself before I turned that back on. Helen tries to let him off the hook. She says, wait a minute. Everything was fine until you did something stupid. Don't go overboard and try to think you're in a love affair here. You did something stupid. Let's work our way through it. And then Noah says, I need, I need to start. He's just selfish. <laughs> I need to start talking about it. How about if we go to psychology? the psychiatrist or whatever he you know he's he wants it all his way without thinking of what's going on with other people so helen says you're out of here go helen (laughs) i was cheering that she threw his ass out yeah i don't think you know well i'm not gonna say that now never mind i'll wait but um noah keeps that bra in his drawer though like a like the rocket scientist that he is and helen finds it and then she thus finds out they had sex in the room in the house. and Well, yeah, because, I mean, that dawns on her. I mean, you can see this realization just, like, hitting her from side to side. She has got a pregnant 17-year-old daughter in the house. She's got all this stress on her and everything. She's feeling guilty over her parenting or whatever in that situation or certainly some kind of remorse over not being there more for Whitney or whatever. And then having Noah come in after she's just been through these months of hell with him over the fact that he had this fling after their great many years of marriage. And then she finds out it's still going on. He's in love with her. He's leaving her and the woman's been in her bed. And she's out of shampoo. And she's and it's expensive, and she's out of shampoo. Yeah. So Noah gave you know he, when I when I thought okay he the shirt right the shirt was thrown into the wash with the bed sheets. Mm-hmm. He gave her the shirt in a plastic bag. Like okay, I better get rid of the shirt and get let Allison take it with. But he keeps the bra. He didn't find the bra till later. Yeah, I guess because in his version, he didn't even they didn't see the apartment. He didn't walk her back to the train station because she said that she didn't want him to be seen outside, you know, the know, apartment. That it wasn't safe. 
And then he went back in the bedroom, and that's when he found the but ball. So it's after she left. He gave her the shirt. I don't think to give her the shirt and go, hey, here's your shirt. You're going to want this with you, you know, the minute you get home. No, I think to he get gave, out of the house. Yeah. So why didn't he do that with the bra? Because it was after she had already left so he doesn't, he but you don't it. put it in your drawer. You take no, it out to the dumpster to and throw the it. <laughs> so, yeah, well, yeah, but, but. Doesn't your wife, isn't there a high likelihood of your wife going into your drawer and throwing some socks in there or, you know, looking for something? It's not like it's a locked vault. No, it's your drawer that somebody's going to be putting away clean clothing and stuff. I don't know. That was just, that was a kick in the teeth. That was bad. So Noah limps away to the train and calls Allison, I think leaving a message. He must not have spoken to her, but he says he'll be there in three hours. Yep. Right? See that as a message and not a direct conversation? No, it was a message. And he gets there. He sees Cole and Allison at the train station. Uh, Allison looks at one way at Cole, the other way at Noah, and says, fuck you assholes, and gets on the train without either one of them. She doesn't say that, but I read that in her eyes. Yeah, I'm not seeing that. I just think we don't know yet who's going to get on the train with her. Yeah, I'm, I'm kidding about that. She does oh, okay. get on the train alone, and Cole's standing there. It's like a gunfight at the OK Corral. They're standing there, t- t- just them two on the train station. But, Michelle, I got spoilers uh, let's, uh, let's do a little, uh, let's do a little um, way to reach us. You can go to westcoastproject.com and look for our podcasts. We have a number of different podcasts. This one, of course, is The Affair, and we have others. And go to, You can find them on iTunes and Stitcher and TuneIn Radio. If you go to iTunes and Stitcher, you can like us, and please do that. Leave a review and help us out. My Twitter handle, if you want to reach me, is at scathingtweets. And, Michelle, what's your Twitter at Michelle from TN. Okay, and we'll put that on the feed, on the uh, show notes for the, for the RSS feed. So now we have some spoilers. So if you don't want to hear what I, you know, we, we nailed these spoilers last week, Michelle. <laughs> no, we did not. No, not quite. So if you want to avoid being tipped off to exactly what happens or complete blind stupidity, stop listening right now. Yeah, either way. It could go either way. But there are nine, eight eight or nine i couldn't i don't know if i should have separated eight into two or not but i have eight scenes that they show as at the end of the show as previews for next week next week of course is the final episode of the affair yeah the end of the season so scene one michelle both females helen and allison are in white and allison's talking to a friend asking her if she's going to go back to cole do you, do you remember do you have you seen these spoilers um I saw no i'm I'm actually trying to look up exactly what you're looking at right now, but um I was no. going to ask you if you knew who this friend was. I didn't recognize the friend no, I don't know who it's that like was. Allison's friend asking her if she's going to go back to call um scene number two, Helen asking Noah to come back. I can't do this alone, and then Noah kissing Helen, yeah, what's that all about? Seem- is she asking Noah to come back? Do you yeah, think? I can't do this alone. Come home. Yeah, but is that that? I mean, does that mean she can't do what alone? I don't because what that's what I started to say. I think Helen's done. I don't think Helen's going to be able to get over this. I think Helen was barely able to get over the other. I don't know. You know, I forgot to ask you something too. How is Scotty in the hospital if he's dead? 
When was Scotty in the hospital? We know it wrestled him to the wall, when it, not the hospital, but the Planned Parenthood. Oh, he's not dead yet. Well, I guess not. No, all of this is pre pre his death. Unless he's a ghost. Oh, come on. I think you're buying in too much on this uh on this supernatural stuff. I think they're they're, you know, kind of uh, I don't know, is it I don't know what the word for them would be, but people who are more What's the word? Open to that. No, no. People who are more open to that kind of, is it, would alternate spirituality be a good way to put it without sounding offensive or something? Uh, Michelle, you cannot ever say alternate spirituality on this podcast again. Okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Scene three, Allison waking up and it looks like she's alone. That's it. That's all there is. Scene four, Noah with the detective. Any lead yet, detective? And the detective says nothing that's panned out yet. However, while he's saying that, he's looking at this, the surveillance camera of Noah pushing Scotty against the wall at the Parenthood place. You can't blame Noah for that one, though. But the detective's lying to him. He's like, well, I'm seeing you push this guy up against the wall. He's not telling him the straight up on it. Scene five, Allison emer- emerging from... Again, in totally in white, emerging from it looks like some house that I haven't seen before. Uh, and then Noah and Helen seeing her, and Helen saying sarcastically, "Perfect, oh, mm-hmm. perfect." So was that what house was that? I don't know, and I don't know why they're around one another. I don't know. It's Next, like she comes up, like Allison shows up. I don't know. Next, Noah's hugging Allison. So we've seen Noah kissing Helen. And Noah hugging Allison. Uh, next scenes, number seven, Noah and Whitney, Noah telling her he took advantage of you, and Whitney saying, I asked him to. Uh, then number eight, Noah's punch, punching and choking Scotty, different from the, from the parenthood place. He's like beating him up on the lawn outside on the ground. Right. And these, this was confusing. That's why I didn't know if it was one scene or not. But we hear Helen say, you can stop staring at him. Stop staring at him. What the fuck is wrong with you? Then we hear Allison say, Cole, what are you doing? And Cole says, not exactly sure yet. Like he's about <laughs> to, like he's almost watching Noah beat up Scotty and he's got his shotgun or something. Allison looks or sounds really worried when she says this. What are you doing, Cole? And he says, I'm not sure yet. And that's all I got, Michelle. That is the end of the spoilers for episode 10. And after 10, we're going to be left with either a mess or a pretty pretty interesting damn 10 episodes. Yeah. I mean, I love this episode. I thought it was full of, I mean, it was just full of fire. Everything in it was just, it's, it's like everything's crashing in on these people. I can't believe you didn't, you know, I mean, I can believe, but I hate that you didn't like it. Um, I completely see your rationale behind your dislike of it, but, um, well, don't hate, (laughs) but I thought it was really good. Well, good. I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's got its work to do to wrap itself up in one more hour. Yeah. That's the only thing. I mean, I am concerned that, that we're not going to be able to do that. The description is detective Jeffries makes progress on his case. That's yeah, that doesn't sound good. That's a real it? eye opener, huh? 
Yeah, but we don't want to hear that, and we don't want just progress. I mean, this cannot draw out like this, can it? Well, we'll see. Uh, I'm going to peek at some photos here just to see if there's anything else. We, you know, we kind of went through. The photos are all from the little videos that we that we just described. Nothing too, uh, nothing too descriptive. Allison's doing. It looks like a summery yoga pose on a dock somewhere. So maybe they're into summer again. They're wearing summery kind of clothes again. I don't know. All right, Michelle, we're running out of steam here. So that's it for episode nine of The Affair. Uh, connect with us, talk to us, and we'll see you next week. Okay, we'll see you then. And it grows and it grows and it feeds me like a